0: Hey guys, so hope everybody's well. I'm back in London. Um today was well I'd say it was all about recovery, which it kinda was because I went and got um cryotherapy. The day kinda started with um cryotherapy, which anyone that isn't aware of cryotherapy is it's it's kinda like a very, very, very cold ice bath, but you don't get in a bath. you just stand in a chamber and it's like a it's kind of like standing in a freezer that's just a lot colder than what a freezer would be, and so your body temperature drops by about i think I was thirty degrees, something like that, and then when you come out, you're like ten degrees you've dropped about twenty degrees i think I think I was eleven to be precise in case there's any. Anybody listening that um, wants to tell me that it's bad to drop below 10? Yes, I did not drop below 10. But it started with a bit of recovery. Oh, no, it didn't. I'm such a liar. What a little liar. I woke a little bit hungover. Not like... Sorry, I am just finished dinner. Not like badly hungover because I only had on the plane... I had a Heineken, a can of Heineken in the airport, because that's all I had, and then, I had four whiskeys on the flight, it was a 40 minute flight, like, and I put away four whiskeys, so that was, on the, by the third whiskey, I cried my eyes out, which was very interesting, I, I guess for a moment, um, I'd been texting with the Under Armour guys, because, well, kind of lots went on, but, For a moment, I allowed myself, post-race and post-marathon, to probably just digest how far things have, you know, how far I've came since pretty much all the week before Boston Marathon, a period of time after Boston Marathon. There was a really rough patch, and there was a really rough patch. My fitness wasn't you know, what I would like it to be or what I think I'm capable of it being. My psychology was not good. Um there was things going on in life that I that I situations I'd allowed myself to get into, if you remember back the Airbnb situation and um arguing and all this kind of stuff. So but if I I'm sitting on this flight and whiskey really opens the floodgates for me, so it was really happy tears. It was it was real. It, there was real joy in the tears. I didn't let them. I didn't cry for too long because, I like the I like I like to feel a little bit, and then I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> don't be. I'm laughing. That's such like a wee psycho laugh. Um. Yeah, don't be fucking about too much with opening those floodgates because Jesus had a wept for half the flight. Like, um. But it but it was nice. I I actually I actually appreciated the the tears and thought that might be quite helpful if anything Um, then I got off the flight and I had two Guinness so they were delicious and I think well earned and then I ordered Chinese and I I came home and I ate Chinese by myself in the kitchen and then I came upstairs and ate half a bag of chocolate buttons and half a bag of wine gums. And I finished the wine gums today. But, oh, I just needed a little, like, yeah, just like a little binge or whatever. So I woke at, like, I'm back to telling you it's about today. I woke at about six. And I thought, fuck it, like, you're up. And I couldn't, sl- I wasn't sleeping great anyway because of the, like, the all the junk food and the beer and stuff. um. And so I decided just to go for a wee run, which wasn't planned or not planned i didn't really i didn't i I was never going to be too worried about what i do today sometimes i go for a run the day after a marathon sometimes i don't it it really just depends how the body feels and i i i don't i don't copy other people you know if other people don't run after a marathon they have their own way of recovering they have their own ideas about recovery i i once heard a was a brilliant line and it was along the lines of just because you can't imagine yourself doing it, you know, don't judge me for doing it. And that's, I'm not talking to you guys directly. That's the way I I, I view things. I, I don't worry too much that people might be like, oh my God, don't do that. Jesus Christ, no, that's so bad. Like, they don't know how your body feels. You know, they don't know how you recover. They don't know how much, you know, abuse your legs, takes in the marathon, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I got, not lucky, but because I, my my feet were really, really swollen last night, or like two big balloons, I have a picture. Like if I look at my feet right now, I can see all my, like my the bones running down to my toes. I have quite skinny feet. So I can see all the navicular, like navicular bones, every single one of them, all five toes, et etc. Et but the bones, I can doesn't matter i'm overselling that but last night i couldn't there was it just looked it, you'd have thought i flew 24 hours to australia how ballooned up my feet were and that's just the pressure that was just building um and i and i was curling my toes a lot in the race because i knew the shoes were too small like i i knew before the gun went and and i actually for like 30 minutes i stuffed my socks into the shoe and thought that might help you know expand the shoe a little bit but um not enough so when it's on your mind the last time i wore shoes that were slightly too small for me was Lauren half marathon when i not when i ran really fast but a year a year later sorry that is disgusting but a year later and and even even in a half marathon it's a it's a pain in the arse because it it just starts nipping it starts nipping at your toes when they're just a bit too small full marathon was just different level so um did i explain my day i explained a bit of my day i woke up i went for a run my feet were a bit sore but my legs were fine i think my legs were fine because my feet ultimately became probably the biggest problem of course my legs were getting a bit tired i was starting to get tired you're going to you're at mile 24 essentially i think i ran like 23 miles i actually ran 24 because um strava i'll tell you i ran like 23 and a half maybe but i actually like a dick i love saying that what a great word like a dick i uh (laughs) i paused my watch running over the bridge i paused my my watch was a minute behind basically so i I, by accident, paused my watch running across the bridge at the very start of the marathon. So, yeah, I, I it looks like, so that's about 23 and a half. So I got about 23 and a half miles at 4.58 per mile, which I worked out to be about 90%, believe it or not, of the race. um. Which, I mean, given that there was obviously um given that there was problems um you know i i clearly ran into problems like the well what i what i had to do at first was once i once i started realizing that my feet were starting to like it wasn't that they were sore i I mean like i give a fuck you guys about sore you know what i mean i can fucking deal with sore (laughs) um basically what what started to happen um was that they they started going numb, and when your feet are numb, just like if you have pins and needles or it's really awkward to put pressure through through that part of the foot and through that part of the leg, and so there was a couple of things going on where I was like, "Fuck, like this isn't good like am i am I compensating here am I Am I running funny? You know, shit. Um then there's just the. Um, it's just you can't do it. <laughs> it's not. It got to. I at mile twenty three. I basically stop, and I I walk a little bit, and I, I like rotate my feet. You know, at the ankles and. um uh, I, I I I hope at the time that was going to work, and I kind of go again. Actually, I mean, I can't for the life of me remember how long these kind of moments lasted. Um, So I go again, and I end up running. I I, I go from five-minute PSD, I run a 5.15. And so I'm guessing that I stop for, like, 10 to 15 seconds at the side of the road. And I, I remember walking for a bit, because I remember getting, like, a, a big cheer when I, like, kind of restarted. Everyone was kind of like, yay, like, whoa. Yeah, um, that's how I flip. Um, and then I I run for like probably about half a mile, and then I I I stop again because it it didn't the the the, the rotating of the ankles didn't just didn't do enough, and so that's when I stop my watch. And in my head, like I'm I'm devastated, and I I believe at that point that it's over, and so I. I stop my watch completely and I'm, I just walk. So I'm just kind of walking along the side of the side of the course. And as I'm walking along, like I'm, I'm, you know, rotating the ankles and, um, I, I thought, I, I don't even know. I probably walk for what feels like five minutes, but obviously it wasn't, it was probably about two minutes. Um, and then honestly, I just realized that it would be quicker now that like I could feel my feet as like I should just go again, but not not in the sense that I was like I, I felt like once once I once I fell off that the, the like piece of two 9 nine thirty I felt like my race was over. Like once I stopped, I, I don't I feel like when you stop, even though you haven't dnf or whatever but you've stopped and i walked and and it felt like it was over but i knew it was quicker to get back to the finish line running so at first i just thought okay well we'll just jog to the finish line and then and then my like feet were fine and i was like for fuck's sake like now my feet are fucking fine excuse my language and so then i kind of finish it off and so the the. Frustrating. I, I I realize when I say things on Twitter or Instagram, it it doesn't really tell what happened. And bear in mind that was kind of intentional because at first I didn't want blame being thrown left, right, and center. Or um, I I didn't actually know at first necessarily blame or fault or all this kind of stuff um to go through a few very simple things no i did not bring um a spare pair of shoes i don't fucking know anybody that brings a spare pair of fucking racing shoes excuse my language like when by all intents and purposes you've been told the pair of shoes that you're going to race in are fine, are good to go, you know, are legit. Um, this is not a new shoe. This is not a prototype. This is not, This this shoe is close to coming to market, essentially. And so this shoe has been worn in races in USA. This is not, I just, I think, became the guinea pig in a way, not on purpose, but I became probably the first athlete to wear this shoe in like a, call it a World Athletics Gold Standard Marathon whereby World Athletics were there and they had officials there and um, there was no issue with this shoe, this is an Under Armour shoe, there's no issues in terms of, um, you know, people were stack height, extra foam, this is not an illegal shoe, this is a, a legal shoe that is built for marathon running. You know, there was no cheating on here. This is, basically, I wake up Sunday morning to an email that says, um, Hi, Stephen, we got your shoe declaration form. Um, what shoe is this? It's not on the World Athletics list. This shoe cannot be approved for use. I then reply and say this shoe one hundred percent is cleared. Um, you know, I, I've been told that. Like I you know, I can we can we check this and, and you know, this is eight o'clock on the Sunday morning, the race is in like two hours time and, and so like the the meet organizer's busy at this point, you know. He had emailed the night before at like maybe like ten past ten, but you know, I was fast asleep and my phone goes on. Airplane mode every night of the week, not just you know the night before a marathon. I'm, I'm out. Like if once I go to bed, like my phone's. Sorry, if you have an emergency, you're probably not going to get through to me. Um. So yeah, this this email comes in. I I wake up. I. The. The frustrating part is, is I. It turns out the shoe is approved. Who knows why it wasn't on a list. Who knows why it wasn't on a World Athletics list? Under Armour actually had been communicating with the, um, the the you know the the meet organizer and stuff like this, and 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 supposedly that was all cleared. Also, which then is very confusing because I have no idea why I wasn't emailed to be told this. As in, yes, at first we didn't think it was approved but actually now we've been told it is approved so you're okay was not told this um yeah that isn't great that leads to me being really unsure what to do so um what ended up happening was at breakfast i um talked to Paul Pollock was sitting with me at breakfast and i you know, tell him the situation, and and he told me that when he had arrived the day before, that one of the one of the agents had spare Nike shoes, and so Nike often go to these marathons and um, hand out shoes, etc., etc. And so, what I what I did was just ask, like, "Hey, would you have a spare pair of shoes?" Now, this this can go down as being my fault, but it's frustrating he said yes we'll, we'll try to figure something out and he asked the guy that he was sitting with the guy he was sitting with ended up running i think two twelve twenty. he was going to race in alpha flies and so he had a pair of shoes a spare pair and not alpha flies but he had a another you know next percent maybe um is that what they're called yeah which are a hundred percent approved, you know, everyone's wearing them, et cetera, et cetera. This is nothing new. This is a shoe that's been out for, you know, donkeys long. Um and so he said, Yes, I've got a ten. Great. Um, I'll give you it, you know, um at the warm-up area, et cetera, et cetera. I say, Brilliant, this is this is great. Um, I message with um the meat organizer and say, Is this okay? you know. You know, is this can I can I race? Is you know, is this fine? And and he says just hand in a new form, and that's what I do. But at no point am I told, hey, don't worry. I was actually messaging with Under Armour last night. Everything's okay. Oh, it was. You can tell already from me going on about it. It's just a bit of a cluster fuck. I think the word is. Um. So it was all a wee bit of a cluster fuck, and 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 it turns out, um, when you tell a European that you need a tan you need to be very specific that you meant UK 10 and not US 10. And so US 10 becomes UK 9. And I ripped the insole of the shoe out. But if anybody wants to practice that on their Nike shoe, you'll, you'll see what happens when you try to rip the insole out because it leaves foam behind and Oh, it was a disaster, and so I had to put the insole back in and and the minute I put my my feet into the shoes, I knew they're too small, but you know at this point, you're fifty minutes to go, maybe um you know marathon's gonna start, and uh, yeah i i I kind of ran out of um options I suppose you could say i I didn't know what to do like i so I put a load of vaseline all over my toes. I thought the problem would become toes, as in like they'd get sore. And so if anyone's raced or ran in shoes that are a bit too small, or again you want to just practice, just for future reference, um, you scrunch your toes a lot. You kinda of run and you 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 manoeuvre your toes way more than what you ordinarily would. So even though I felt really good and really comfortable in the group, I was I was fucking about with my toes a lot because it was kind of upsetting me that it was putting a lot of pressure on the front of my toes and so uh i guess when your foot hits the ground you're not as relaxed you're just a wee bit on edge because you sort of think it's going to hurt and yeah i mean that wasn't nice kind of made some of the k's go by a little bit slower than i'd have liked but um yeah the real the real issues began when i was kind of going over the bridge you go back over this kind of bridge and um, I I could just tell it was just not starting to feel right. It just wasn't. It was the first part of the race that I started kind of questioning. Honest to God, I went from thinking I cannot wait for these pacers to drop out so I can just run really fast and really hard, and pick the pace up. Essentially, that's what I thought I was going to do. Um, and then yeah, like it, it, it obviously didn't work out that way. So look, it is what it is. There was a lot of confusion amongst I was confused my agent was confused why why it was never communicated with me that the organizer had actually spoke to Under Armour and it kind of was okay or why Under Armour didn't message me perhaps to say hey we spoke to this guy and it's okay there was there was a lot of kind of like and and then why all this has happened and you know, with twelve hours to go to a race, the start of a race is is incredible. Also, when these when these forms are handed in on the Friday, um, so yeah, it was really sad. To be honest, like, I think I'm going to be more sad in a few days because, um, on a really positive, it it it's the fittest and best I've felt. Remember, I kept telling you guys I wanted to feel that, and I've been telling you about it for the last like. Two weeks in a way, you know. I've been quite vocal about that, and I've sort of said, I, "I think there's a PB there," and I mean, you know, I there's a, I have an idea. I have a, an idea. I suppose you could say, I I think sometimes knowing is enough. You don't, you don't always have to do something. I suppose you could say, like, you know, I didn't finish it off, and and in the marathon, there's no excuses there's reasons sometimes there's justifications but guys they're kind of irrelevant because it's it's 26.2 miles and things sometimes out of your control pop up and that's why it's so difficult and so that's why i never said lightly oh my god i'm gonna go and run 209 and it's gonna be easy because it's fucking not easy it's sure shit not easy um why I said no one sometimes is enough is that I know the training worked like, you know, remember this whole time, this was all a bit of a bit of an experiment, a bit of a, let's see if this training works, you know, I way back to January, the, the double threshold, the, the, the 400s on the track stuff that, you know, seemed a bit insane, you know, you're doing these double threshold days, you're, you're doing 5 times 2k you're not doing long marathon tempos and and then it was intertwined with little bits of marathony stuff and then the last month was all kind of a bit harder like 5k 10k type stuff and try to get a wee bit sharper try to you know when the gun goes sort of have that feeling that you could race a 10k if you needed to and so I'm I'm buzzing that that worked but I'm I'm obviously gonna be sad and frustrated that um I felt like if I'm being brutally honest, I felt like I got bent over in a way, like it just felt like I got don't done a wee bit dirty. And that that's the frustrating part I would probably say. Um yeah, like first of all, you know this the silly world athletics, when it when it actually is approved, that's the most annoying part. Um and then yeah the US stroke UK shoe size but I, I, I don't know that I would have got a UK 10 anyway because you know this guy only had a UK 9 and I hypothetically even if I'd have known I was, in a, I was in a desperate situation so I'd have probably just went yeah yeah that's fine and I'd have just dealt with it even if I'd known that it was going to be a UK 9 so yeah that's I I do think in a few days I'm gonna be really disappointed. I feel like I'm gonna be a bit sad. It's just all gonna digest, and I'm gonna realize that it's not every day you you stay healthy and a build up, and it's not every day that you probably have the fitness to be. I mean, shit. At at like thirty five k, you're on for a PB or or equal in your PB. No, I think I was still on for a PB. Um, certainly at thirty k, thirty five. I think I was pretty much three o four point five per k. It works out as something like that. That's fantastic. I mean, if you think back to Boston and and you know the Olympics, that's that's incredible. So I'll be I'll be really proud of everything. You know, I'm I'm proud that I got back on the course and, you know, I didn't just, yeah, call it, um. And no, look. There's there's huge positives. So, um, the training worked. The fitness got back. I Can't say for sure two ten or sub because you didn't do it. But kind of looking like it was it was certainly there thereabouts. Um, could I've done things better? Hundred percent, definitely. I think I averaged eighty two miles per week, something like that um didn't go to altitude and um, we talked about balance i stood on a start line maybe 2 kilos heavier than i normally would that's 4 pounds it's, it's quite a high low i always say chunk of cheddar when i'm talking about money but i'm going to say chunk of cheddar <laughs> that's quite a chunk of cheddar 4 pounds um so yeah could i've don't don't listen to what i'm saying and think that i didn't try you know i I really did the this was a this was a tough build up because I came off a tough year. I think in January and February alone I did there was eight weeks in a row where I did double session Tuesday, double session Thursday and then a a a long tempo or a session at the weekend. You know, there's about eight weeks go by where I'm running twenty five to thirty five mile a week at, at sort of like Thresholdy tempoy tempo effort. There was a lot of work. There was a lot of work put in. Um of course there could have been more. The the interesting thing is Rotterdam was never supposed to be 209. Rotterdam was just supposed to get things going in a good direction again. <laughs> and then somehow over the last month things really started to click and feel good. And and so am I Am I annoyed that I went for it quite aggressively? No, because I think it was nice to learn. First of all, I always want to be a sub-210 athlete. I, I don't believe, I, I I don't go back. I'm I'm telling you now, I'm up or out. It's that simple. I'm either getting better or I'm starting to think that's it for me. Because I can't get better, or I can't get back to that level. I'm up or out, right? And so that's when the gun goes, that's how I operate. It's how I raced Tokyo. I was in the lead group. Not for very long, but I was in it. Um, it's how I raced Boston, I was in the lead group until maybe mile 11, 12. You know, it's that's the it's it sucks when your ambitions are I, i'm ambitious and my ambition sometimes is ahead of the work i'm putting in you know who's this kid running is 80 mile a week racing these guys <laughs> you know but uh, i like to be ambitious i think it it's good now what it did do it reminded me and i don't want to sound really arrogant here and like a dick but it fucking just reminded me how good i can be and it and i, I have this um I love talking about ideas but it's actually just thoughts i've been having this thought lately whereby it's like and i mean this i really mean it the day i decide i want to be really good and i mean really decide i want to be really good or i'll be able to produce something very special and i know I know how it's going to look. You know, I'll certainly not be four pounds heavier than normal. If anything, I might be four pounds in the other direction, which means I'd be standing on the start line. Instead of being 71 kilos, I'd be 67. The last time I was 67 was at the European Champs in 2018. Look, it's tough. That's really hard to get down there. If, you, if I decide, if you decide, and you listening too, you have to really decide that you want it, and then you have to know what that means. I've, I've just fucking devoured a special fried rice and curry, so it looks like today, <laughs> today maybe goes down as if we haven't quite decided yet, but it's fucking day one after the marathon. I felt like I needed it, and I needed to just, well, it was actually finishing off the Chinese from last night. But... I'm being really serious here when I'm when I'm talking about that. It it lit. It it showed me. I was like, "Fuck me, Scully! Like you didn't go to altitude. You averaged the eighty mile a week. You're you're running at three o two, three o three per k for, fucking ages, and you have a pair of shoes on that are too small, and your feet go numb, and and you know, come on, man. Like what else do you need to see? You're you're brilliant. You can be brilliant, and." That was really fun because I didn't I didn't really believe that about myself in twenty twenty one. You know, I, I felt like my body kept letting me down and it just wasn't flowing the same as it used to and, and feeling as good and that kinda sucked. Whereas Rotterdam was genius. It just it showed me and it made me believe in myself again and so it led it lit a bit afar. Um it's probably looking like I'll have to go to somewhere like Prague and try to give this another shot. If I decide to do Prague, there's two options. There's a marathon in two weeks in Cheshire. If I can get recovered, then I would go to Cheshire and I would run a qualifying standard. I don't know which one. There's three qualifying standards: 213 for Commonwealth Games, 21430 for European Champs and to eleven thirty for world champs. I would go to Cheshire and I would try to run a qualifying standard. If I pick Prague, I would be going to Prague to try to run faster than I've ever ran before. It would buy me a bit more time to recover. It would allow me to get back into training and it would allow me probably to lose the four pounds that I'm carrying that Probably just fucking thrown another half pound on there with that bloody special curry and fried rice. Oh. Um, but yeah, listen, if, if it was Prague, which it might well be, I, I need to see how the next few days go. You can't really make decisions just yet. Um. So yes, Prague, it would be up or out, as we've talked about. If it was Cheshire, with it being in two weeks time, I can tell you now, I would not be aiming for 4.50 per mile, 4.55, no. I just don't know that my body would appreciate that. So it might need to be a lot more conservative, and I just go and tick the box of hitting the qualifying time because I'm running out of time. Um, but, yeah, if it's Prague, then, you know, you might even find I have time to go to altitude. And so I could potentially get a bit of treatment in London do a couple more cryotherapy sessions. And then maybe Thursday or Friday, I could go to altitude for three weeks and then fly to Prague and race. So there's options, I'm, I'm full of self-confidence, which is amazing. I am more than willing to work harder than I've ever worked, which I'll have to tell you, I haven't, I haven't been there in a while. You know I've been talking about balance, and and I'm I I love that my balance was really good in terms of socializing and and eating really healthy and as in like I told you I didn't try to cut weight and things like that and and the balance was definitely oh sorry I'm cutting you on the balance was definitely better for Rotterdam but I do believe I could tip. I could tip the balance in favor of running for a couple of weeks here, towards Prague and and you know see if I could, just just gain a wee edge, which might if you combine the the effort from Rotterdam, you'll get a really big fitness boost from that. So long as you recover, um, yeah, fuck, who knows? Maybe something really special. I mean, special for me, not special in terms of Elwood Kipchoge running two o one. You know what I mean? But special for me, so. Um, In fact, do you know what? I'm already special. And if you're listening, you're fucking really special too. I don't know why we talk like that. That like, we're only special or our results special. If it's better than you've ever done before. Sunday was a fucking hard effort. I still finished a marathon. I still ran a marathon at the end of the day. That was special. I'm a bit harsh. Like, just way too harsh. Big like Big glory hunter. That's what I am. I'm a big glory hunter. If it doesn't go really well, I'm like, well, that was shit. But that's a bit harsh. Um so I'm special, you guys are special, we're all we're all special. Let's all give each other a big hug. Um I don't really have anything else to say. It it was uh Oh I went and got two new tattoos today, so I'm up to one, two, three, four. I'm up to five now. I mean I didn't have any. I think about ten days ago, two weeks ago. Um the hurt a wee bit, like I don't know why. I thought it'd be a good idea the day after a marathon to Sit through five hours of... Got my cryotherapy. Five hours of tattoo and a massage. I mean, I could have just sat on my arse. like I need to get better at just sitting on my arse and not trying to put myself through things that inflict pain. Um, But I don't really have anything else to say. Aside from I tweeted about Under Armour and how they helped me. That's what set off the tears. Because I knew how bad a place I was in and... You know the Under Armour set me up with a therapist, and I I talked about how I I I loved myself again, and I mean that in like a not a real like vain, and arrogant way, but just self love is really important that you love yourself and you love the person you are and how you behave and and be really proud of yourself. So, hey, Rotterdam chapter is closed. No PV. Fuck's sake, Scully. Why would you open your big mouth, eh? So no PB, but that's okay. It was kind of like, I mean, it's a season's best. It's actually a season's best kind of for two years because, you know, it didn't do fantastic. I think it's fair to say I have a structure of training that could likely produce a PB at some stage. I think I could do with losing about two to three kilograms. I think that's fair. Yeah, definitely think that's fair. I think I could do with going the altitude I think that's also fair. It's about time I got up off my arse and out of my comfort zone. And but that I I always did plan to go to the altitude. Remember it was fucking snowing in Europe before Rotterdam, and so wasn't really an option. Um, it's no longer snowing, but it's a very tight turnaround to Prague, and yeah, I don't know if it will definitely work. Um, do I have anything else? Excuse my yawn no I think I've covered everything there I want to thank everybody that I even had support in Rotterdam how cool is that but I do want to thank everybody because it, like this podcast started it started about three years ago me me talking about how how taking the bins out is linked to being good at running if anyone remembers my first episode <laughs> um and fuck, here we are like what a journey um, but yeah, look, I I appreciate it. There's a lot of there's a re- lot of real realness about it, and um, yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. And, um, God knows the impact it's had on me. Being able to talk out loud and share, I like sharing. I'm a I'm a sharing guy. Like I I probably share way too much, but that's such bullshit. Though so there's no such thing as sharing way too much. It's just I like the idea of just being open and free and it's really like it, it sounds silly but it is really free and if you just share. It unlocks it unlocks something within you that just feels it's okay. You know, people sometimes people won't like what I say and that's okay. You know, you don't have to agree with everything that someone says. Sometimes they'll say the wrong things and it'll be like judgment judged not judgmental. It'll be judged. Um, that's also okay. I'm human, and sometimes I'm gonna say things that you know is gonna be wrong. I can't be right all the time, or um. But yeah, it, it's been a real journey. I hope to God I can go fucking knock open another two sub two ten this year. I really do. But it, you know, you have to want it. You know, it's that simple. You have to want it, and you have to be willing to do what it takes. I think. Uh, my body showed me that it's it's capable and so if I can get my brain on and keep my brain in check then fuck you know who knows this could be the year 208 it's tough when you start to get closer to those three minute K's it's tough but you know maybe a bit of altitude maybe get a wee kilo or two off um, even though I'm just about to crack open a bag of Haribo, but we'll save the kilos for another day. But guys, look, I'm gonna leave you there. Um, hope that explains a little bit I went on. Nobody, nobody's at fault because the shoes were approved. It, it, it was all just a bit of like admin, miscommunication, not a lack of communication, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Very stressful, but, um yeah frustrating but it's not like life has ever been that simple for me or (laughs) i think for a change it wasn't me making life not simple but you know fuck who knows but look guys i appreciate you all and you know have a have a lovely few days and we'll catch up soon when i know more about which plan is next but i'm back training you know, I I will respect recovery this week and like today was only four miles. I might do. I think I've to do. I think I'm going to do like a um. What's it called? Excuse my Um, anti gravity treadmill tomorrow, where you can take a bit of your weight off and. It means I can still run, but there's not the same amount of pounding and stuff. So I'll get a good R in, but we'll take the pounding away. Um and then yeah fucking just crack on like i said there's no rules you want to crack on you crack on i already talked about this before rotterdam you know you want to run a marathon a month you run a marathon a month don't let people tell you just because they can't imagine themselves doing it doesn't mean that you can't do it okay all right take care now bye bye